Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke in downtown Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're listening, whether it be on a Super Talk radio station somewhere or online. We're glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our show, good friends of ours, and big supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy delicious Dickie's Barbecue seven days a week. Luke had some earlier today, as a matter of fact, and sent me pictures of the ice cream. So, uh, Luke, I'm sure it was uh, always the same. Great food at Dickie's. Pulled pork, spicy uh, sausage sandwich. Uh, had some of that ice cream. It was back up. And Dickies is always good. It was a great way to, to have my Wednesday right in the middle of the day. No spinach uh, for, for Kelly Sander. Left that off. <laughs> All right. Heath Hinton's going to be joining us later in the show. We're going to kick off the show today. We've got a legend on the show today. The greatest basketball player in Southern Miss history. Certainly one of the greatest basketball players in Mississippi history. And now an assistant coach on the basketball team. The great Clarence Weatherspoon joins the Eagle Hour. And, uh, Coach Spoon, great to have you back on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure being on the show with you guys. All right, Coach, I kind of warned you, but I'm going to throw this question at you. If you could wave a magic wand this afternoon and vastly improve one area of your basketball team, what would it be? Well, I think, um, you know, um, with all that's going on right now with uh, with the COVID situation, if, if everything was normal, um, I, I would say, uh, fan support and giving us uh, game experience because we brought in so many new faces uh, this year and and having a you know a shortened season a shortened preseason not having a, uh, getting getting the games in and the practices in so you know uh, that, I think that would be one of the the, the, the magic the magic swipe I would, I would say uh, you know having fans and and experience. You know, we talked to uh, women's coach Julie McNellis yesterday, and she, in a way, said the same thing about her women's team. They lost so much practice time early on. They lost so many uh, pre-conference games uh, because of COVID, and she felt like now her team was just now catching up where it should have been, you know, weeks ago. Uh, Same way with with the men's team, just uh, the lack of games, uh, the the lack of preseason play, so to speak, is – really kind of taking a toll? Yes, uh, because like I say, when you bring in so many new uh, new faces, uh, uh, we bring in, uh, you know, three or four uh, uh, junior college kids and freshmen. So, you know, you're trying to blend all that back with uh, with a young team that was already young. So, you know, it just hadn't had, a, had the, the, the game experience uh, that you would expect for a team that's playing, uh, you know, this is this, uh at the end of uh, January, that you know you would have had so much more experience. So we out there playing with a freshman uh, uh, point guard and everything. So you know that that that's 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 that la- 
lack of uh, practice time and game experiences, I think that's that's what we're missing the most. Right. Luke? Coach, uh, talk a, a little bit about Tyler Stevenson this last weekend. Two games, both had a, a double double. What is he was really good last year? Average right at thirteen points a game, a, a little over that this year. What is he? How has he matured in his game uh, between last year and this year? Well, I think you know last year Tyler had a chance to play a lot, and this year he's coming back as uh, you know one of the older guys, but he's still uh, you know a guy who only done played a lot of minutes uh, for one year, so. Having that experience and playing throughout the conference and stuff gave him so much more confidence this year. And he came back stronger. He worked on his body over the over the break and came back more, uh, you know, stronger. And uh, so that helped him a lot. DeAndre Pickney is another interesting player on the team, and and what we were uh, really thrilled about with this recruiting class was you got more beef underneath uh, to to be able to help. Um, you know what Stevenson did. Pickney's down there. Uh, I, I guess um, some some other guys uh, have have been dinged up a little bit, like Mormon, but. Pinkney really adds some size inside. We've seen him the last couple of games, the last three or four games in the starting lineup. Um, is, is he a guy that maybe could explode the second half of the season? Well, I think uh, I think DeAndre's getting better and better again. It's one of those situations where he he got dinged up early in preseason and right out the bat, uh, you know, right out the gate in the early game, so he missed a lot of a lot of time. But now he's he getting a better feel for it. So uh, you know, I think these, this, like you said, the second half of the season. Uh, would be better for him uh, because of playing time. You know, uh, he getting a chance to play more, and uh, anytime you get a chance to be out there in competition, you become, you know, you get better and better. Sure. So, looking forward to uh, this weekend. It's it's a unique weekend. I guess it's really the only normal weekend series that you guys will have this year. We're used to that Thursday Saturday split. And now been playing back to back days. But you you go to uh, we host Louisiana Tech Thursday uh, and tomorrow night, and then go there on Saturday. This is a pretty good Louisiana Tech team. What are we looking at, uh, Coach Spoon, with with this two game series? Well, I think it's, it's a great series. You know, uh, anytime you know you get. Uh, uh, Tech and the USM in, in a battle is always uh, competitive, and uh, you know both teams uh, really get after each other. I think they're a team that got size. They got a uh, you know a young team also, but they got a uh, great size with with the with the bigs uh, in the middle, and they and got good wing and guard play. So it's it's going to be a, a I think a physical game where we're going to have to rebound and, uh, and you know and uh, keep those guys out of their paint. Coach, I'm going to ask you a personal question. We're going to get away from the game of basketball here in just a second. You, uh, obviously, as, as all Southern P- Miss people know, you had a great career in the National Basketball Association, uh, and uh, you had retired. Uh, you had retired an NBA All-Star, you know, an All-American basketball player in college. And then they came calling on you to uh, come back to your alma mater and coach basketball. What made you want to do that, Coach Boone? Well, uh, when when, when uh, Coach Doc Saller reached out to me, you know, and um, and, and asked me would I be interested in the, in it, you know, it gave me a chance to give back to the game and I uh, and, and give back to the university that gave me such a great opportunity for you know a great education, uh, playing basketball. Um, turned out to be uh, you know get drafted, become a, a pro player. They had an extensive uh, you know uh, career, and so it gave me a chance to give back and uh, and also gave me a chance to teach uh, the game of basketball from, you know, what I've learned through all the coaches I've been associated with. Right. Uh, 
And I, I don't want to ask you this other question too. You you played. Am I right? Fourteen years in the NBA is twelve or fourteen years? Like uh, thirteen. Years. Thirteen years. Yep. I had it there in the middle. Okay, <laughs> thirteen years. Uh, you you saw a lot of great basketball. Obviously, I ask you off the air who was the greatest player you ever played against, and you didn't. It didn't take you one second to say Michael Jordan. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what it was like to be on the floor with Michael Jordan. Well, you know, uh, you know, growing up, uh, seeing Mike uh, from the time, uh, you know, from TV, from watching him in North Carolina, all the way through the pro into the pros, and when you get there, it's a, it's a surreal feeling. You know, like I say, you get a chance to play against everybody you don't watch on TV, and that was the great part about it. But playing against uh, Jordan and those great Bull teams, uh, you know, they they just had uh, they grew. They grew a team and added pieces, and that's what made them, uh, you know, uh, so tough. But Mike was the was was the driving force because he was he was he was a special athlete and a special player. Was that the greatest NBA team of all time? That that era of those Bulls teams, you think? Well, uh, you know, you, you hit on a key word era. You know, basketball evolves in in all eras. How you know, if you go back through the runs, the those Celtics teams had, and then you go to the Lakers, uh, the Seventy uh, Sixers, Detroit, mm-hmm. and on and on. So it's always been uh, eras of great basketball. But during my era, you know, uh, you know they were so dominant. Uh, like I say, they had uh, scoring, rebounding, defense, um, depth. So you know they, they had, uh, like I say, grew into a really, really uh, uh, great championship team. Right. And one last question. We've got about 50 seconds left. What made Michael Jordan so different, Coach Boone? Well, I think uh, a lot of blessing from the good Lord. And uh, <laughs> and he had an incredible drive, I think. And I think that's, that's what made him. He, he was blessed. And he also had that drive to succeed and win. And uh, when you put all that together, and, and 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 he's such a competitor, you know, they gave him a little extra, uh, seemed like. But you know, uh, like I say, he had a, he had a will and a drive to be uh, to be excellent, not great, but excellent out there on that court, and uh, and he demonstrated that throughout his career. Well, you did too, Coach Boone. You're a mighty great basketball player in your own right, and uh, we certainly. Uh, We'll certainly always remember uh, your time here. And just glad to have you back uh, on the floor as a coach, sir. And we uh, thank you very much for coming on the Eagle Hour. Okay. Thank you guys for having me. And always a pleasure. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad to be back here wearing, uh, wearing the black and gold again. All right, Coach Clarence Weatherspoon, everybody. Don't need to say anything more about that. The greatest basketball player uh, in Southern Miss basketball history. We'll be back. We're going to talk to Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation next. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. I want to thank the great Clarence Weatherspoon, uh, now Coach Weatherspoon, for joining us uh, on the Eagle Hour. Fascinating, uh, Luke, to talk to him about being on the floor against the Chicago Bulls. You know, we could do a whole hour with him about his NBA career. Uh, 
what a great, great legend in Southern Miss basketball history. I was watching during uh, the commercial break in, on YouTube the 1993 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Spoon's doing windmills galore. <laughs> Second segment of the show sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great place to buy your Southern Miss basketball apparel since we're talking about uh, the hoops right now. Also, a lot of baseball merchandise coming in. Is baseball now about three weeks away. So check them out on Hardy Street six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Kathleen and her great staff down there. And what a wonderful uh, lady she is. She'll help you with anything you need at Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. All right, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us on the Eagle Hour. Heath, we just got through talking to one of the real legends of Southern Miss sports history, Clarence Weatherspoon, as they get ready for Louisiana Tech. And Spoon was saying how tough it always is, how always competitive it is with Louisiana Tech. Uh, the Golden Eagles dropped two disappointing games this past weekend, and they got a pretty tough chore in front of them now coming up. Sure. Uh, La Tech's a really good team. Um, a team that is is really big in the post. I mean, you look at Lawson. Uh, Coach Ladner said he may be the biggest guy in all of D1 basketball, not height, but size-wise. He's, he's a load under there. Gordon and Crawford. Uh, Crawford has a great deep shot. Uh, Gordon's really active. Uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for Southern Miss. Southern Miss is going to be outside. And how do you how do you compete with that? You run. Uh, I think they're going to have to run the floor. Uh, Coach Ladner even said in the press this week that he wants his guys shooting more threes. He wasn't happy about how few threes they're shooting. When they have the open shot, they need to take it. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be something to look forward to. A guy like Jerron Pierre, who he's a guy that when he gets hot, he can reel off five, six baskets in a row. We've seen it. Davis Drain shot better from the outside uh, in the second game against UTSA. Just some good signs. And, of course, getting Hardy back. I think that weekend series that Hardy plays is it's a different series. And I think that Southern probably splits one of those two games, maybe even wins both of them. Uh, So I think having Hardy back, it looks like he's going to be okay. He's day-to-day, but all signs are pointing towards he's going to play tomorrow. So I think that's going to be a big key. This, this game is going to be about Southern Miss running the floor, use their athletic ability and their speed to counter La Tech's size. And after a disappointing week last week, they really need at least a split, right? Yeah, need a split big time. And, and you think you're going to be a little better because you've got that – you're playing your travel partner, which is La Tech. So you got one here in Hattiesburg, one on the road. If you're Southern Miss, you're, you've got to win that game in Hattiesburg because they've hadn't had much success on the road in Louisiana La Tech. Tough place to play in Ruston. So if you're Southern, you you know you've got to win this first game. And, and Southern plays much better at home. We've all seen it than on the road. Right. All three of their conference wins have been at home. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. All right, Luke. Heath, uh, when when Hardy comes back in, we expect him to start. I guess it would be Kanatsuk that would be the uh, the guy back on you know the bench. I, I think that that helps with some of the depth. Justin Johnson played a lot um, this past weekend. Uh, we did see you know still some of the immaturity from Pierre. That's to be expected. Who really needs to step up? I mean, we we talk about. Uh, uh, the the needs for improvement. We want to cut out the turnovers, but like, give me one or two guys that need to command the court for the Golden Eagles to at least split and and even win two this weekend. 
I know Drain had a pretty good shooting game the the last game, but I think we need to see more of that from him. And having Hardy back on the floor, Hardy's the guy that you know if you need a shot, he he is deadly from that mid range right around the uh, free throw line, top of the key. You need a shot, you go to him. He wasn't there, didn't have that option. I think those two guys have to have big games for Southern Miss to win. And I think Jerron Pierre has to not commit turnovers and just play within himself. If he does that, uh, Southern have a great chance to win. And just cut down on the turnovers, man. Just cut down on the turnovers. Too many turnovers for this team. So we look at uh, the schedule. Southern Miss will play tomorrow night at 6 p.m. against Louisiana Tech in Reed Green Coliseum. Nationally televised game on CBS Sports Network. And then Saturday at 2 in Ruston. That game's on ESPN+. Plus. Um, he's turning the game, uh, turning the page to football. Uh, just a lot of several different ways you could say this. I guess just kind of frustrated with the Cody Kennedy situation as he'll be hired at Arkansas as their, their tight end coach. Um, you know, there's a couple ways that, that I would ask about this. Uh, we want to talk possible replacements, but you got to, in some ways, you know, be a, be feel for Will Hall. He, he convinces Kennedy to, to leave Tulane and come to Southern Miss. They have history there. And, you know, Kennedy leaves. I mean, that's just, it's really frustrating on a new staff for a guy to leave after a month. And so, so talk generally about that and then uh, some possible replacements you think. Southern Miss got to find an O-line coach about a month out from spring ball now. You know, you talk about that, and, yeah, it is kind of frustrating he leaves because I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure Will Hall probably went out, you know, went out on the limb and, and probably Fritz wasn't happy when uh, Kennedy came. But then again, you also have to look at this as the situation Southern Miss is in, and this is the situation Coach Hall is going to find himself in a lot. When he can go to Arkansas, be the tight end coach, make $400,000, or that's what the last coach made. He almost doubles his salary with Southern Miss and has less, you know, he has less responsibility. I mean, the job the job is to take care of your family, and that's one way to do it. But this is a situation that Southern Miss always finds itself in because of monetary situations. Um, a guy that I think would be an interested choice would be uh, Coach Campbell, Steve Campbell, who was at uh, South Alabama, I think he'd be a great offensive line coach. He has that history. And, you know, I don't know from there. I mean, would you would you go back and maybe think of bringing Stanchek back in? He's familiar with everybody. I don't know. But I think Steve Campbell, Campbell would be an interesting choice at this point. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to switch gears from football to another sport while we have you for a few more minutes. Yesterday we uh, – had the pleasure of having Joy Lee McDellis on the show and had a great conversation with her. And uh, she she's another, you know, their basketball team was really hit hard by COVID-19. Told us at one time he she had like two and three kids that were able to practice. But the, the, the ladies are playing very well here as of late. Yes, they are. And it's a youth movement. Right. Look at that team. I mean, it's it's not a... This is a good basketball team, but this is probably the youngest team in all of Conference USA. Maybe the one of the youngest teams in all of basketball. You got three players that, well, four, Rose Warren, four players as freshmen that are really good ball players that are contributing that are, you know, two of them being Conference USA, three of them Conference USA uh, freshmen of the week. Mm-hmm. Wormsley, uh, great. I mean, you look at the girl from Hattiesburg. 
there's some really good young talent. This team's going to be good for a while, and they're going to continue to keep getting better in that sweep this past weekend was something they had to have and they need to do, and they did it. And, uh, you know, it's only going to get better, I think, because of the lack of practice time they had. Right. One more sport, and I'll throw it back to Luke. When are we going to get a baseball schedule, Heath? Uh, hopefully pretty soon. Hopefully tomorrow. I know we have a baseball media day tomorrow, so uh, hopefully here soon. I know I can't wait for baseball season. I'm like everybody else. That's a fun time in Hattiesburg, and this baseball team is going to be good. So hopefully here pretty soon. I'm thinking maybe tomorrow. Uh, and and Luke, if not this afternoon. And Luke, didn't you say that uh, you had seen that uh, we're going to have uh, Louisiana Lafayette here for a weekend series? Yeah, March 12th through 14th. I did some digging yesterday, and in third segment, I'll, I'll bring up uh, some some scheduling, conference and non-conference, that I was able to kind of piece together yesterday. So uh, I'll yeah. bring that up next segment. Um, Heath, I know lots of stuff always going on in Big Gold Nation, but there's uh, some reasons for people to subscribe. You had one exclusive uh, interview and going to have another one pretty soon. Yeah, we uh, had a lot of fun doing these interviews, talking to players. Of course, we had Jerron Pierre, and then I just did one today with Trace Klopp, and it's up, and uh, fixing to do one with uh, pitcher uh, Gabe Shepard. So those are exclusive. Only if you're big old members, you get to see it. A lot of fun. Get a lot of back, you know, just get a lot of good information on the players and what's going on in baseball and football and different sports. Uh, basketball, talked to Trace, and Trace uh, gave us his opinion about the team uh, next year and what he thinks they're going to be like. And, you know, it, it's just a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun interviews, and uh, it's it's a fun place to be. And how do people get on board? They can go to uh, just Google Big Gold Nation or it's southernmiss.rivals.com and go there and look it up, and you can uh, go join, sign up for eight ninety nine a month, and – you know, it's it's real easy to join. Not a not a big issue at all. Heath, between Big Gold Nation and Eagle Hour, there's just really no reason to go anywhere else, right? That's right. We'll get them. We'll, we'll keep everybody <laughs> informed. Heath, and everybody, Big Gold Nation. We appreciate you, Heath. Look forward to having you back on the Eagle Hour next week. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Sign up today. Listen to the Eagle Hour every day at one and. Anything and everything about Southern Miss sports, you'll be among the first to know. We'll be back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Wednesday, 4th Street Bar and Grill brings us the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Country fried steak and chicken fried chicken was on the menu today. They had mac and cheese, green beans, cornbread, and a drink, and it was only $8.95. Man, you just mm. hard to beat 4th Street Bar and Grill every 
single day. Just uh, be watching their Facebook page. They're going to let you know what's going to be happening with the Super Bowl pretty soon, and we will let you know also our good friends over at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Yeah, Luke Johnson, Luke, Luke. Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. The voice you hear is that of Kelly John Sander. Yes, Kelly? Can I just chime in here about 4th Street Bar and Grill? Now, look, I know it's you know, the first of the year and people are doing their New Year's resolutions, whatever. And I don't think the guys at 4th Street would mind me saying this. If At 4th Street, you're, you're not going to see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, grilled chicken and hummus and, and you know, rice and, and stuff. You know, this, this is not a place that a cardiologist would send you, okay? And, and you're, you're not going to have Zumba classes and, you know, the food at 4th Street marches straight to your heart. Okay, right. and I, yeah. I, shrimp pool boys and Paps Blue Ribbon. Is that what you're oh saying, Kelly? Oh, that sounds yeah. pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, just, you know, forewarning, if you're looking for that kind of stuff, you might want to steer clear of Forster. <laughs> you want some good guys to hang out with and shoot some pool and, and maybe not eat, you know, sushi with, with no, eat seaweed. Real, and, eat real food is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, that's real, what I'm real talking about. Hummus is for the birds, literally. Yeah. That's what I when Lauren eats hummus. I'll eat, I'll eat hummus every blue moon when she but she always keeps it in the fridge. And I said, babe, you don't have to worry about me getting into your food. I will never touch that <laughs> stuff. I'm all about some country fried steak or chicken fried chicken. Anyway, Amen, uh, okay. some some baseball news. Not breaking, but I I did a little homework yesterday and. Uh, just trying to put some stuff together, and some of these you guys know about, but we're looking at non-conference and conference schedule for baseball as we await you know, the last few teams to turn in contracts so we can see the full baseball schedule. Uh, the non-conference schedule, UConn, February 26th through the 28th at the Pete. March the 2nd, Mississippi State at Trustmark. March 12th through the 14th, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns at the Pete. March 23rd, which is a Tuesday, Alabama at Tuscaloosa. And then Southeast Louisiana, that's a Tuesday, May 4th at the Pete. Uh, expect to possibly see maybe South Alabama in, a, in another non-conference game. And like Kelly's reported, uh, maybe Northwestern State. Now here's some conference series. March 26th through the 28th, we will host Louisiana Tech at the Pete. April 16th through the 18th, we go to Ruston at Louisiana Tech. And so that is uh, the reason they're their travel partner. We will play them twice. April the 30th through May the 2nd, we are at Rice. And then May 7th through the 9th, we play Middle Tennessee at home. We also know we're going to play FAU and then the other teams from the West. But when you go to the Conference USA baseball teams' websites, uh, a bunch of them are like us, don't have the full schedule release. But, no, we'll be at Rice. We'll split a series with Louisiana Tech, host Middle Tennessee. And, uh, you know, really excited to get to play two SEC schools and get to play UConn, the Raging Cajuns, and Southeast Louisiana. So uh, as soon as that's released, it'll be fun. But it's fun to, to see what's already on it. Raging and Cajuns have- here are going to be fun. You, all, you know that's always going to be competitive. And, and you would think that Louisiana Monroe would be somewhere on the schedule since um, uh, their, their coach, you know, left Southern Miss right. to, to go over to – and I know that Kaye went to Texas A&M. Help me, guys. Uh, uh, Federico. Texas A&M. Federico. Yeah, yeah Federico. No. Federico's Federico. at ULM. Kaye's right. at, right. at A&M. At ULM. Yeah. yeah, so I would figure that the Warhawks would be on the schedule somewhere. But, but Southern Miss released the softball schedule today. 
so we do we do have the softball schedule and included on the ladies uh, softball schedule includes uh, some games at Florida State and schools like that. So you know we'll get that to you. But oh, Louie Hush, oh boy, I didn't know FedEx was supposed to be here today. But at any rate, um, yeah. So they've, they've got games with uh, you know Florida State, and that that's been released. So you think that just any time now we would be getting the the this baseball. week? I think I think by the end of this week we may have it. And not a moment too soon. You know, they're already talking. Some of the college football teams in the country, and I did say football, are getting ready for their seasons. Remember back when all this COVID stuff uh, hit the fan, uh, several of the smaller conferences moved their schedules to the spring, including the Ivy League, the MEAC, the Mississippi Valley, Missouri Valley, rather, Big Sky, the Big South, the Ohio Valley, the Patriot League, the Pioneer League, the SOCON, the Southland, and the SWAC all moved their uh, schedules to the spring, and right now they're all on schedule to generally begin somewhere around February 20th to the 27th and then going through early April. That'll be interesting to see how the athletic departments right. are going to be able to, to handle football games in the spring as well as baseball and softball and track and everything else. It is going to be a very busy spring, and that's all things being equal that if COVID is still not rearing its ugly head at that time, but for all of those conferences, it's a full speed ahead. And one other football note, you guys, uh, the University of Tennessee has their man in football. Both the new football coach and the athletic director are coming from Central Florida. Danny White uh, has been hired as the athletic director. And so what did he do? Turned right around and hired his uh, head coach at Central Florida. And that, of course, is, is Josh Heffel, the former quarterback at Oklahoma. He guided the Knights to a three-season record of 28-8. and eight. So he is the next victim, or should I say the next head coach at the University yeah. of uh, Tennessee. Uh, let's go back to baseball one minute. Uh, Luke, I, I don't know if we've heard any update on this. You and I talked last week. Last week, Ole Miss announced that their game, their home games would be limited to 25% uh, capacity. Uh, Luke, are you aware of any such announcement here? No, and that's going along with you know the guidance from the state, and so we would at Mississippi State uh, it released something I think it was, was almost like the same. The same, it's going to apply to Southern Miss. So whatever you see, if you see any anything coming from Mississippi State or Ole Miss from a capacity standpoint that follows what Governor Reeves and the state has put out, that is going to apply to Southern Miss as well. And so if you do the math on it, you know the Pete holds somewhere between you know forty two hundred, maybe a little more than that. You can expect that there's going to be, you know, a capacity of a thousand. That the max probably fifteen hundred. It's going to depend how they count the roost, and it's going to depend on, you know, how they how they count suites based off the people that get in. You would probably imagine that, like the concrete section down the right field line, that's that's not counted because there's not actual seats there. I know they sell tickets there, but you, you got to think the capacity is going to be how many actual people can sit in, you know, a specific seat plus you put, you know, I don't know what it is, a 20 on every suite or 15 people on every suite. And I'm interested to see how they're going to do that with the roost. Are they going to say, you know, 10 people per roost spot? And then you add all that up and you'll have your capacity. Well, another interesting aspect of it, too, is and knock on wood, the uh, the trend the hospitalization trends continue to go down in Mississippi and and fairly substantially. So if that trend continues uh, and we're midway through the baseball season, uh, what do you think, Kelly? Any chance that they would loosen up attendance uh, restrictions on baseball? Yes, I think so. And in fact, uh, we mentioned uh, about a month ago, or on this very program, 
that the Southland has already said that they are they are they are rolling that dice as it were, and have already announced that they are going to allow regular attendance for the postseason softball and baseball tournaments in the Southland. Of course, that won't be until the middle of May, but they're certainly thinking this only being uh, late January that the numbers continue to go down, the number of vaccinations continue to go up. They have been the first ones to roll the dice there, thinking that they're going to be in much better shape. So they have announced that they're, they're going to be business as usual as far as postseason tournaments uh, go. And you would expect... Obviously, as tight as money is and as desperate as universities are to get some type of income in, that they would pull the trigger sooner rather than later. Hope on the horizon. Is that fair to say? Golly, yes. yes. I mean, just so ready for for just to be able to get back and see people again. You know, right. and because really, when you think about it, there's a lot of X's and O's in football and offense and defense and recruiting and coaches and all this kind of stuff. But for a lot of people, sports is a is a social gathering right it's a chance to commune you know with the thing that you have in common oh, and your yeah. love for southern miss yeah. i mean you know you you sit with you know al holder and, and the rest of the folks from the home uh <laughs> hey, get over i'll hear about that later thank you very much <laughs> yeah, eating applesauce <laughs> thanks very much yeah, right. y'all egg it on now okay okay keep going <laughs> but you know it but it's good it's it's mentally and emotionally good. We talked about the mental uh, aspects of sports yesterday and how college and even high school athletes are really struggling uh, with mental health, you know, during this pandemic. So the right. more all of that gets back to right. normal. I Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. We've taken a lot for granted the last uh, prior to this pandemic, and maybe we've all thought a little bit over that time period to straighten us out a little bit. Well, let's just all hope and pray that the trends continue in the hospitalizations in Mississippi. All the news right now appears to be appears to be improving so uh, let's hope that that continues. One quick thing, Kelly, when things get bigger, this doesn't mean you're going to start showing up at my house again, is it? You never know, Bob. I, of course, now that you've installed that ring thing on your front door that you know that I'm coming. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's that was going to help. That that's UPS help. guy that showed up, he was he was ordering you some more of that $3 wine, Bob. That's what it was being <laughs> delivered. We'll be fine. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment brought to you today by D-Bat and D-1 Training, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg in the old Gaddytown building. Great place uh, for your kids to get schooled up as baseball and softball just around the corner. Uh, some great coaches, uh, just a great place to, to get schooled up. Training next door at, at D1 Training, 70-yard indoor uh, turf field, and as well as state-of-the-art workout and weight equipment. D-Bat and D1 Training, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss track um, athletes this 
this week, uh, getting named to some honors. Exciting as we talked to John Stewart earlier this week. Southern Miss uh, had a really nice uh, meet over in Birmingham. Corville Todd at the high jump. Trey Johnson, one of the sprinters, have both been named Conference USA Indoor Track and Field Athletes of the Week after their performances at the Samford uh, invite and it was really good to hear Coach Stewart tell us that as great as Corville Todd is, uh, Eric Richards is back this year, and Southern Miss has two of the top high jumpers in the country. Corville uh, broke some records this past week. He currently leads Conference USA. He's tied for fourth nationally. Johnson also set a meet record in the 400 meters. So uh, congratulations to Corville Todd and Trey Johnson, Conference USA Male Indoor Track and Field Award winners of the week. As Kelly mentioned in the last segment uh softball has released their 2021 schedule and you know we know brian levan he's a war vet and man they're they're going to to battle early you look at some of these teams on the lady eagles softball uh schedule uh they will take on nine games against five teams who have appeared in the college world series florida state Mm. lsu auburn Mm. alabama and then uh, conference foe louisiana tech Ole Miss comes to Hattiesburg on March 24th, and then uh, they, they'll have Mississippi State coming in on March 31st, return to, to Starkville in April. And uh, the season, I think, begins February 12th through the 14th, the Black and Gold Invitational with North Dakota, Murray State, and Houston Baptist. So he's not shying away from anything, and uh, softball looks like to, to be playing some really, really, really good teams this year. I'm, su- I'm surprised Ole Miss has a softball team because you could break a fingernail, couldn't you? On a- <laughs> or, scu- or scuff up a penny loafer. I mean, who, <laughs> who knows, man? <laughs> my guess is they're pretty good, actually. <laughs> you know, my guess is their softball team is pretty good. Hey, it's great, though, that you got Mississippi State and Ole Miss both coming here in Hattiesburg to play softball. I'd, yeah, and I'm, gl- and I'm yeah. glad that those schools like LSU and Auburn have have gotten their softball programs to the point that they feel like they can compete with Southern Miss. Good yeah, them. you know, it took them a while, but I, yeah. I think it's safe to say that uh, they're here. Kelly, do you, do you go to many softball games, women's softball games? Uh, I go to one occasionally. I'm you know, always struck by the size of the field. You know, you, you get used to it's going not, to baseball games, and yeah, then you go to the softball it. game, and it's just almost like they're playing on top of one another. They're just me. Yeah. No, 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 you're right, Bob. And see, the game has changed, too, over the I mean, Softball, when you and I were growing up, a lot of it was was so pitching dominated that there were a lot of one-to-nothing games. There was a lot of bunting. Um, but now, I mean, there's there, there's a lot more runs scored, you know, than there mm-hmm. used to be. Uh, and the finesse part, of the, I mean, obviously, there's, there's still bunting that's a strategic part of the game. But it used to be nothing but bunting and mm-hmm. things like that. And I think that people got a little bit weary of the one to nothing scores and things like that. But man, now there's it's home runs. And I mean, it's like, like baseball, they're putting up some, some this runs is, and that's what people want to see. You know, this is what we're going to do, Bob, because you're talking openly about the size of the softball field. Mm-hmm. Remember out a couple of years ago, I, I said I could beat McKinley West in, in a hundred yard sprint. Right. We're going to get you and Kelly out there and let McKenna Pierce, pitch against you, and I guarantee you, you probably won't even hit it out of the infield. So we can go I ahead and bring I don't, the I don't think I'll put a bat the, on the ball. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll sprain my back and not be able to work for three weeks. No, no way. Uh, Kelly can take my at-bat. How's that, Kelly? Bob, come on now. You don't think you could hit it? You really don't? No, I don't think I'd 
No, I, I'll, I don't. I'll, I'll, accept, I'll accept the inv- invitation just because that'll be the first time in a long time a woman's been within 90 feet of it. You know? <laughs> and the, it'll be the, the last time for quite some time, so I can understand that from you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. I, whether I hit it or not, you know, I don't care. I just, you know. Right, right. Well, hopefully we can get the coach on pretty soon. He's a really cool guy, and I, I think he's going to do a great job here, Luke. Yeah, but you, you man, you talk about loading like Luke was saying. You talk about loading up that schedule. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, when you're out recruiting too, you want to tell people who would you, what would you rather say to you? You know, to potential athletes, we're going to play, you know, yeah. teams with no reputation, or we're going to play the teams that are on that schedule. Yeah, and, and it, well, when I heard Luke say earlier that there was one stretch there where Southern Miss was going to be playing Mississippi State in baseball, then hosting. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, then going to Louisiana Tech. That that's not exactly a <laughs> that's not exactly a a, a, a fresh three weekend, would you say? No, and of course the Southern Miss moniker is what any any time, any place, you know, whatever. Right. So, I don't we, believe that's it, Kelly. I don't believe it's well, any time, anywhere, whatever. But <laughs> no, no, no. What, 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 is, what is exactly anywhere? Anyone, anywhere, anytime. Any anyone, anywhere, anytime. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There we go. All right, Kelly. I'm glad glad I could straighten you out. Kelly, we'll save some time tomorrow to talk about uh, the goat with you. How's that sound? I got another thing that Tom Brady has in common with goats, but I don't think you want me to talk about it. We'll be back tomorrow at 1. Southern Miss. To the top. keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.